Well, Merry Christmas again. We're glad that you're here. You could have gone to a lot of different places tonight, but I'm glad you chose to be with us here at Rock Hill. Now, I know that Christmas can be a, a mixture of things. It can be great joy because of anticipation of what is to come, but then there can be a mixture of sadness because you think about the person that you have loved for so long, and this is the first year that they are not going to be with you. You reach across, and the hand that you love to grab and have grabbed for many years is no longer there. So Christmas is this exciting and joyful time, but it's also a time of, of grief because of those that have gone before us. And it leads us to a text that is quite familiar. We talked about this last week. Charlie Brown knows this text. And it's a text that as long as I can remember, this is the text that is read on Christmas Eve. In fact, growing up, we had an Advent reading that we would do each Sunday. And my grandfather had put it together. And who knows where he got it? Probably from Reader's Digest. But he had it, and, and this was the day that we would read this particular text and write, light the Christ candle. It was this, this text that we're going to look at today. And I know that you probably did not bring your Bible, and I'm not offended by that. I'm not mad about it. So we've got a little bit of a screen on stage that will help us look at this text together. We're going to be in Luke 2, and we're going to be in verses 15 through 20. The setting is that the angel has come to the shepherds, and the shepherds have heard a message from the Lord, and, and then a whole host of angels have appeared before them, and they've gotten this message. That's where we pick up here in verse 15. Look at what it says. It says, when the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message that were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart, meditating on them. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. Now Luke is the guy who wrote this book. Now obviously it's inspired by God. We believe that God shared this with Luke, and Luke is the one who's reporting these things. But when I, when I read this, and I've heard this hundreds, dozens, thousands maybe of times, read this, I noticed something this week that really bothered me a little bit about this text. You have this moment where the shepherds have had the angels appear before them, and they get this message of where to go, and they, they rush off to Bethlehem to see this baby that's been born, and all of a sudden I begin to realize that Luke doesn't give me the kind of details that I want to see. I mean, notice here in verse 16, they hurried off. Verse 17, there's this little gap here, and it's a little bitty in our text, but it seems to me that there's some details that are missing. For example, I want to know how tall was Joseph? Was he, did he have dark hair? Was he dark, handsome? And, I mean, was he good looking? I mean, what was Joseph like? What about Mary? You know, Mary's always been depicted as blonde hair and blue eyed for some reason, even though she was a Jew. I want to know, was she, what, tell me what she looked like, Luke. How many sheep were there, Luke? Camels? Donkeys? Cattle? I want to know, did they have a brand on them? We need to know these details. I know that he's wrapped, that Jesus is wrapped in swaddling cloth. What is his designer? I need to know what fabric that is. We need some details, Luke. I mean, listen, we sing about this drummer boy. Was there a drummer boy out there, Luke? 
We sing about it being a silent night. Was it silent? Luke, you have some details that are missing. But it comes to find that I realize that in this text, Luke isn't trying to tell us the details. See, see, we make our manger scenes at our home about all these little details, right? We all have these manger scenes. Some of them are made out of wood, some out of plaster, some out of cement. I don't know. You got manger scenes. It's fine. But you have them in your home, and we're always focused on the details of what's in the manger. The, the straw and the hay and the little, little king-sized bed that was there. I mean, we got all these things, right? But Luke is telling us, I think, something here that is different than what we think we ought to see. Luke is driving home something to us that I think, if we're not careful, we'll just skim past because it's from 16 to 17. Just move on because there's something else at work. I mean, just look at it. The angels had left them and returned to heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem. We'll see what is... The Lord has been known to us. They hurried off, and both Mary and Joseph and the baby was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message. They were told about this child, which is Jesus, by the way, if you hadn't heard of that. And all who heard it. Now, what's the it? The it is actually tied to the message. They heard the message and were amazed at what the shepherds, look at this, said to them. Mary was treasuring all these things in her heart and meditating on them. What's the them? The them is what the shepherds said when they had heard it and the message that they had done. Now, I, I know it's John Madden. Here we go. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which they had, were just that they had been told. There's something different that Luke is trying to tell us. Luke is not trying to tell us all the details that we often get fixated on when we're reading the Bible. Luke, Luke is telling us something completely different. I think Luke is trying to tell us there's a message in which he's trying to convey to us. The message that the shepherds had received, that is what they were sharing with everybody else. Now watch this. There's several responses that you see in this. That's magic. The angels had come to them and returned to heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem to see what has happened which the Lord has made known to us. The first, the first thing we see is that the shepherds heard something. They, they heard the message. Tonight, you're, you're going to hear, like right now, you're hearing a message. You, you're hearing it. So there's, there's something to be said about hearing a message. And we're going to give you a chance to respond to that message, which is, I think is the right thing. Because in life, hear a message, you either will respond in obedience to it, or you'll respond in disobedience. That's the only options. We have this interesting thing that the, the Lord had made it known to us. So the Lord has sent this message, and so what do they do? We see they, they go. They, they hurry off. They don't debate about it. They don't go, well, hey, should we stop at McDonald's, get a Big Mac, exercise the fries, because, you know, calories don't count on Christmas. So I, let's just debate about what we should do. Should, what should we do about this message? No, no, they, they immediately, they go, they leave everything. They say, let's hurry off, go to Bethlehem, find this Jesus that's been declared to us. Let's, let's go investigate this. So they go. So they've heard, and now they go, and then they find Jesus or the baby who's lying in the manger. And then we, again, we have this gap here, all the details that we'd love to ponder on. But notice that, again, I've already pointed this out, but it says, after seeing them, they reported the message Notice it doesn't say they reported what they had seen. Like you would think, I'm telling everybody, oh, I met Joseph. 
Mary? Oh, yeah. We're on a first name basis. He, he don't, they don't say, hey, let me tell you about what I saw. They say, let me tell you about the message we have heard. And let me tell you how all of that message has been confirmed. Let me tell you what was told to us. So again, the message that they were told about Jesus and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Mary was treasuring all these things in her heart. Again, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. So what you see is they hear, they go, and then they tell. See, the, the shepherds did not describe all the details of the event that night. What they did was they told what had been declared to them. See, this is the product of faith. See, faith isn't faith in what you can see. That's not faith. Faith is belief that what Jesus has made known through his word is true. And the beauty of the Christmas season and our holiday and being in America is that nationwide, this message is made known. The question for you today is, what are you going to do with the message? The question is, what has been told to you, what are you actually going to do about it? Now, what's so beautiful about this text is that it, it shows us what you should do with what you have heard, what has been told to you. It tells us quite clearly, magic. It says that once they heard, okay, so they went in obedience. It says in verse 18, all who heard it were amazed. So part of our response to the message that we have heard that's been told to us is to be amazed. But then verse 19 tells about Mary. Mary has a response. Mary's response is that she treasures up all these things in her heart and she meditates on them. So she's thinking about them and she's pondering on them. She's meditating. She's, she's dwelling on them. She's not just running past them like we so often do at Christmas time. And then you see the shepherds. They've, they've told all the people about this message that was told to them. Notice they don't tell everybody what they had heard or what they, what they had seen, but what they had heard. And then it says this. They, they glorify and they praise God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just told them. They're praising who? God. The natural response to the message that you hear is to worship. The natural response and the natural aim of Christmas is not that we move from one thing to the next, one present to the next, the beauty of the Christmas season is that we are invited to be amazed, we're invited to treasure, we're invited to meditate, and we're invited to praise and glorify God. That's what I think Luke is trying to get across to us. You know, when I sit with people who are on their last days, I've yet to have somebody come to me and say, who's been following Jesus their whole life. I've yet to have somebody come to me and say, man, I really wish I wouldn't have trusted in Christ all my life. I've yet to have somebody come to me in and, and the last days and we come and they pray. I, I've yet to have them, someone say to me, man, I wish I wouldn't have treasured God's word so much. 
I wish I wouldn't have given my life to follow Jesus. I wish I just would have done something different with my life. I've yet to have that conversation with somebody in all of my days of being alive. I have, however, had the opposite conversation. Someone on their last days look at me and say, I, I wasted my life. I wish I would have trusted in Christ sooner. I wish that I would have given my life to follow him earlier in my days. Those are the conversations I have. It's amazing to me that here we have these shepherds. They don't celebrate necessarily what they had seen. They don't describe what they had seen. And could you imagine the scene that they saw? They celebrate the message that they had received from the Lord and told it and declared it to others. And when others heard it, that message, they responded in amazement. So what about you this Christmas? When you hear the Christmas story that we've heard dozens, if not hundreds, some of you thousands of times, what is your response to it? What is your response? Our hope is that your response would be amazement. Meditating, treasuring, glorifying and praising God for what they had seen and heard. Today, you may be here. You've gone through the motions of this season. You've gone through the motions of 2020, 2021. It's all a blur. And maybe, maybe you just need to take a moment and just consider what the gospel is. The gospel that Jesus came on a rescue mission to save people just like you and just like me. That if you would just admit that you have sin and you would believe that only through Jesus you can be saved and you would confess Jesus as your Lord, you will be saved and you will come to the end of your days as you're following him and you would say, I'm so glad that on that day I trusted in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. See, the message has been declared. The Lord has made known to you today. The question for you is, will you believe? I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. No one's going to be looking right now. And I, I know it may be awkward for you, and I'm the only one, maybe a few in the back just because they're running sound, but I'm, I'm the only one that's looking right now. And I, I'm just giving this invitation to you. If you are somebody here today in this place, and you would say, I've never trusted in Christ, but today I, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to follow him I'm just going to ask that you do something really simple. You just, just look at me. If you are a person who's here today that says, I want to trust in Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to give my life to him. Just look at me. Praise God. We're grateful. I'm going to ask that if that is you today, just to repeat this prayer in your heart. Jesus, we come and I confess that I am a sinner. I confess to you, Lord, and I ask that you be the Lord of my life. And Jesus, I ask that as I have made this confession, I would believe that only through you I can be saved. And I would receive you as Lord, and you would be my Savior. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Candlelight services are unique. We light a candle and we celebrate and 
our instructions are pretty simple. We don't, we don't want to start a fire, okay? So hold it away from your hair. If you've got a lot of hairspray, just look out. We want to be safe. So if you've got young kids, please be mindful of where it is at all times. They aren't totally always aware. But the candlelight is unique, isn't it? I can only light somebody else's candle when I have the light myself. And the whole point and principle, yeah, it's cute, and we got all these cute pictures that we take from the back, and it's beautiful, it's great, love it. But, but there's something unique about having your candle lit and then being able to share it with somebody else. It's the same with what the shepherds had. The shepherds had a word from the Lord, and they took it, and they shared it with others. So for you, this Christmas season, may this not just be a cute moment this for a photo op, but it be a moment that we say, because I've received the truth, I can then share it with somebody else. What a great gift at this Christmas. So we're going to have some helpers that will light the candles, and they'll probably go to the back and light and just help this along the way, and then we'll, we'll sing Silent Night. There'll come a place where we're going to raise them up together, and Josh will lead us, and then we'll have one closing song right after that. As we take this, just be mindful, just be aware of the fire. There are fire exits. I'm just doing my due diligence to cover our bases. Let's sing together silently.